Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana back with Jamie. Welcome back, Jamie. Hey, good to be back. Nobody's yes. going to know the difference. It's not going to seem to them like we've been away, but... <laughs> but we have, and especially uh, you have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, we've been away from from the Zoom. Like we've been we away have. from recording because we do batches. And so we've had some we put mm-hmm. up and nobody knows the difference. But yeah, we haven't... We were just talking about like, this has got to be the longest, not now because we've spoken, but the mm-hmm. time that we went without talking on the phone, like has to be the longest mm-hmm. that we've ever gone. I would say probably, probably because yep. that was, that was a long time because I was gone. Yeah. I don't know if we talked in between trips. I, we I don't think we did. I think we texted I think once we or texted twice and we were going to and... talk and we didn't. And yeah. So you yeah. had a busy summer. It was, it was really good, but it was very busy and yeah, definitely. Well, before we dive in, we just want to wish everybody a happy and blessed back to school season. So if you have school age kids at home and you're starting up a homeschool year or they're off to school or you're seeing a college age kid off for the first time, which Jamie and I have 12 months before we're in that boat. Yeah, we uh, are. (laughs) Our prayers are with you. Prayers are with you. Uh, what is your, I don't know, how are you feeling just at the beginning of this coming up school year, 23, 24 school year, Jamie? I am feeling optimistic. I think all the all the kids are in a pretty good place about their upcoming year. Um, just kind of nervous a little bit about, not nervous, um, uncertain about just like, I, I really want to do a good job with time management. I always feel like the beginning of the school year is like new year's resolutions for me. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's a new opportunity for me to manage our home better, to, you know, be intentional with our kids. And it seems like every year for us has been a little bit of a different dynamic this year. All the kids are back in school. Um, Mm -hmm. And last year I had one at home homeschooling. And so everyone's back in full-time public school, So just really wanting to be intentional about the time that I do have with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And another thing that I really want to be intentional about is just the busyness and trying to create some kind of structure to hold that at bay and, and to keep it, you know, to remember that it's our schedule. It's our time. We have control over it and not let the tail Mm -hmm. wag the dog. So yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) And, and, you know, and, and, you know, like for the last year that you, that we might have our kids in our homes full time, it's, um, it's a a matter of, or one of our kids, um, Mm -hmm. it is, it's a matter of like, okay, there's like this urgency of, oh, what haven't I taught them? You know, what haven't I taught them? Right. Um, So wanting to cram all the lessons into a year, which I know uh-huh. would not be received well. So I'm, I'm going to the Lord in prayer about that. Uh-huh. But just wanting wanting to make the most of the time with him. If this is our last year with him at home full time, which is looking yeah. like it will be, he's looking at a mm-hmm. lot of places outside Alaska. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah, things are good. Um, So, yep, you and I both have our oldest boys are both seniors this year, which is pretty fun and exciting. I've got two in high school, one starting eighth grade. So, no, we're we're feeling good about things. Um, It was just a weird summer. It felt like summer got really condensed, even just weather wise and that kind of thing. It was a very atypical summer and like 
for the 17 years we've lived in Alaska, summers have almost followed like a real predictable, like you have a beautiful May, June is fine, but pretty buggy. July gets a little bit uncomfortably hot for a few days. And then by August, it's rainy and cooling down. But this whole summer was just, it was strange for us. So yeah, I'm not sure my brain's quite in back to school mode yet. But that's kind of what we're chatting about today is just praying into a new school year, Uh, whether or not you've got kids at home or you know, whether or not you're a parent or a grandparent, I think it's just, I think even just with every seasonal change, I think there's a real blessing in praying through that transition. And I know here in Alaska, I would say seasonally and just with the climate and the daylight, the transition from summer to fall is probably the most extreme, right? Because we go from like 24 hours of functional daylight to we start losing like (laughs) up to an hour of daylight a week. Uh, You know, the snow comes early, the leaves don't stick for very long. So it's a very abrupt change. We get like (laughs) a long fall for us is like two weeks of fall. I'm like, wow, what a really long fall. And then it's winter. That was the biggest thing that I missed when we moved here was the fall. But we moved here from like near Tucson, Arizona, where there's not really a fall there either. It's just summer and. But you've lived on the East Coast. But but the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, I I Mm -hmm. loved the fall. It was my favorite time of year. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I definitely miss the long, long drawn out crisp mornings and Mm -hmm. no nice sunny days with leaves and yeah but um but yeah I would say this summer for us for you know Joe and I were gone a couple for on a couple of trips but Mm -hmm. even when we were here it just it like it felt like we were kind of denied a summer in a way Mm because you know Mm -hmm. it just it didn't feel quite summery so yeah and I think it's important to go into like the change of seasons when we're praying with those disappointments and being okay with that and putting it in front of God Mm -hmm. and being like you know what I'm not ready I I didn't feel like really summer delivered and I'm a little disappointed about that um I think that's a, a fine place to start it is, you know, I'm I'm disappointed because May is so predictably gorgeous for us. And I always tell people, I am never leaving Alaska in May. And if you want to come to Alaska, come in May because it is so pretty. It's like, imagine like low 60s, slight breeze, pretty clear skies with you know, like some clouds, like, and, and it's that way for an entire month. And the mosquitoes aren't out yet. Like it is, it is beautiful, but our May was full of flooding and, oh, you and then, did. that's right. Mm-hmm. You had those floods. Oh yep. my goodness. So our summer just started off kind of bizarre anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would say, I, I also feel like we, we lost some of summer, like we lost the prettiest parts of summer. Mm-hmm. It feels like, and I think you're right. I think it is wise and smart to acknowledge it. Otherwise you're, you're coming to God with a little bit of a false face on like, yeah, it was a great summer. God, thanks so much. I can't wait for fall. Like, it's okay to say, okay, there were some good parts about summer. There were some hard parts about summer. I don't feel ready for fall. Like that's, that's a much more honest place to be if that's where you are. It is. And I'm even noticing in my kids, um, you know, well, with our kids, there are a lot of emotions going on right now, but like yesterday 
we had kind of a fun day and the kids were hanging out and, you know, everything seemed fine. And we got in the car and there was just a huge fight among all of them. And it Mm -hmm. was terrible. I mean, it was like the worst one that I can remember in years. It was very bad, very bad. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realized that school's coming up. I know our oldest is definitely got a very tough year ahead of him. And he's got Mm -hmm. a lot of things to do for applications for stuff that he, you know, places he wants to go for school Mm -hmm. um, that are very time consuming. And he's, he's feeling the stress. Um, and, uh, and then our middle one was the one that just got so upset and Mm -hmm. just the most angry and sad I've heard him. And it came out a little bit later that he was processing emotions about school starting, but also about looking forward to our oldest leaving, not looking forward to it, looking ahead and being like, this is maybe our last summer. Cause you know, our oldest is looking at a couple of the military academies where you have a very, you know, very short time before you have to enter your basically boot camp for those schools. Um, So this is his last full summer if he does that. And so he's feeling the strain of that and Mm -hmm. uh, losing his brother in the way that he knows having his brother around. And so there, this, I could just, I could see this, this season, this fall needing a Mm -hmm. lot of prayer covering. Yeah. Well, and when I think about times like that, I really think about like, yes, you want to pray for the children, but I almost picture it being more thorough, like, I am praying for the atmosphere of our family. Yes. So, like, does that make sense? Like, oh, because each yeah. kid is going through their own thing and it is smart to pray through those. Right. So I help my middle child as he's processing, thinking about his oldest brother going off to school. Like that's good and smart, but there's also this sense of praying for your family and your home as a collective and yes. just realizing God, like our family feels off. Our family feels this stress and, and not even like the individuals in the family, right? Like you and I have talked about thinking of your, your marriage as the protagonist in, in your story, like your, your family. And even I would say it encompasses your home, right? Because when there is that kind of stress, especially for people like you and me who can pick up on that, it impacts the atmosphere and the environment that you're in. And so it's even, it impacts like your household, <laughs> like it, it encompasses everything. And I think that it's really smart to remember not just to pray for the individuals and not even just the relationships between individuals, but to truly pray. So like if I were to come up with a prayer for you in the Hamptons and what you're going through right now, like I'm picturing the four of you in your car where there's blow up is, and I'm actually like praying over the space in the car, right? Because it's a, it's a nice, um, especially since you're in the car, like you're all in an enclosed space. And so I'm almost like praying about the bubble that surrounds the four of you when you're in there. And just for uh, that harmony and that peace, the dissipation of the stress, those are the kinds of things um, that go beyond just praying for the individuals. Oh, yeah. And this type of thing has happened before. And coincidentally, the last one that I remember was years ago, and it was in the car, and it was the same type of fight. And yeah. I remember stopping it and I was sobbing. I was crying. Oh no. And just because I was, I didn't know what to do. And I, I was just like, what is this? And I just stopped and I was like, guys, this feels like a spiritual attack. 
Mm -hmm. the, the one yesterday, I don't know if it felt like a spiritual attack. That one, I felt like it was a spiritual attack. I felt like there was a, it felt like the ring of power was mm -hmm. stirring up dissension among the people in our car. Like that's what it felt like was that scene mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings where the ring of yeah, power, yeah. like, you know, if it had mm -hmm. a face, it'd be smugly smiling as <laughs> all these people were just like, you know, yeah. and fighting. Um, but there are times when, when it really, when, there are times when it's, it's probably, you know, emotions, there are times when it's spiritual and probably a combination of both. Um, so I, I love that idea of just praying mm -hmm. for the atmosphere, praying for a spirit of peace, praying for the Holy spirit to be present and yeah. nothing else and no one else to be present. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like picturing Jericho and how they like they were marching around the walls and it doesn't like specifically say that they spent the time marching in prayer, but I that's kind of how I picture it like you're almost reclaiming your sacred ground of your family and your home and your mm -hmm. vehicle you're almost reclaiming that for the Lord and putting um you know how when the Israelites put the blood of the Passover lamb yeah. in their door and the angel of death was not allowed to enter their their homes. I picture that same kind of authority that we have of of praying for the dissension to to not even be allowed to to come in and pierce that protective bubble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think another. um just a, just another benefit of that is doing it with the kids so that they can recognize that like, cause at, I usually at, at this time of year and coming back from Christmas break, I usually have the talk with the kids. Like this is going to be a hard transition probably, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, great getting back into a routine and all that, but it, it's going to be hard because we've been away and we're coming mm -hmm. back and it is more intense than lazy yeah. summer mornings where, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of mornings they don't have to get up super early and yeah. they don't have homework and they don't have like hockey so intensely. It's way more laid back. And so just to have the conversation and bring prayer into it, I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, it's something they can come back to and hopefully claim as their own. And maybe when they're struggling and no one's around, they can, maybe they feel that kind of um, stuff welling up in them, even if no one else is around to fight with, then they just feel mm -hmm. that like, mm -hmm. they yeah. can, they can go to that and, and go to God with it. I love that you're helping them see that because like, we didn't have those conversations when I was a teen. And I remember, like, I, I think I was like married in an adult before I saw the pattern of, okay, every time I come home from semester break after finals, I get sick. Mm. And it is because finals is such a stressful, physically and mentally exhausting thing, but nobody like pointed that out to me. And I was not in the habit of, to me, it was like, oh, look, I'm sick. Right. It wasn't, right. you know, oh, I am feeling the stress coming on. So now like I can, I can feel a cold coming on like half a week before I get even like an, an actual symptom because like I've learned how my body talks to me and how my body reacts to stress and things like that. And so I love that you're teaching that to your kids and that you're helping them do that 
in a prayerful way. And I also love that it's not, why are you guys so mad at each other? It's okay. I can see that there's stress here. It probably is because our family's going through a transition, right? Like I remember it was pregnancy number three. So we had two miscarriages. And so it was the first pregnancy, um, you know, that lasted all nine months, but it was the first time, like, since I'd already gone through two first trimesters, Mm. like I finally realized, oh, when I'm pregnant, I get really, really, really depressed. And I just, I don't function well. It made it so much easier to realize that I wasn't a monster. There wasn't something horrifically broken in me. It was that for three months, my body was going to have a really hard time adjusting to all these changes. And then like the fog was going to clear and it was going to get a little better bit by bit. And so even being able to help your kids see, okay, this stress, like there is a logical reason why you're going through this stress. Sometimes even just knowing that can really, really help you. Like I remember, I think it must've been like psych 101 in college. And there was a study that I read about that was really interesting. And it, it had to do with, if you know why your body is physically responding in a certain way, you can handle it so much better. So the test was a group of people were given an injection and they were told this is going to make you feel jittery and a little anxious. And after about an hour, you're going to feel back to normal. Um, And so they were given the injection. They were told to wait in the waiting room. um, And then they got basically like a, a hired actor to come and act belligerent. And everybody was like, was okay with that. Like they they reported that they got stressed, but they knew that a lot of that was the result of this injection they had. Then they ran the experiment again, but they didn't tell the people about the side effects, including like feeling aggravated or anxious or um, like, have you ever been, I, I had to take prednisone once and I got like, I got roid rage. I think like it really messed with my mood. And um And so this other group, they hadn't been told that it was going to make them feel this way. And so when the actor came in and like acted belligerent, they were so like they they escalated the situation because basically they their bodies were saying we're scared, we're angry, we're threatened. So we better like step up on this guy. Whereas if you know, okay. I am feeling the emotions of fear or anger or anxiety, but it's because I was given this dose of whatever they gave me. You can just kind of a little bit talk yourself down from that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just think about like hormonally as a young teenager having Mm -hmm. a cycle. And Mm -hmm. I remember having days where I was just like, like, why do I feel so awful? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, it, it didn't occur to me that it was because of my yeah. menstrual cycle. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it's just, mm-hmm. um, but once I realized that it was like, oh, okay, this is why. And yeah. it'll pass, you know, no uh-huh. big deal. But I just remember being like puzzled and just yeah. like muddling through it, you know, yeah. and, and not mm-hmm. knowing the end, not knowing if there was mm-hmm. an end and it was, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very interesting. So yes, yeah. preparing and just being told like, this isn't, yeah. this isn't you, this is right. your body's reaction to these mm-hmm. chemicals going on. Right. Yeah. 
And then when you know, you can put structures in place. Like our oldest has done a really good job of this. A couple of years ago, coming out of COVID into full-time high school mm-hmm. was hard. I'm sure. Because it was, he had a couple of teachers that were homework heavy, not very understanding when he went on trips and things like that mm-hmm. in terms of like letting him make up stuff. So it yeah. was, it was very stressful on him. And he went through a hard time a couple of times in particular where he was just like, I don't know what to do here. And Mm -hmm. during that year, he established some really great coping mechanisms, like, you know, playing his guitar or playing Mm -hmm. chess or reading or listening to music. Like, but he started like knowing when I start to feel this way, I need an outlet. I need to exercise Mm -hmm. or I need to take a break and do something de-stressing. And like just seeing him, go through that and develop those coping skills. I saw last year where he had a pretty heavy course load. He was able to respond differently because he knew what was coming. He knew that he Mm -hmm. was, he caught it early. Kind of like you said, you're catching the cold early. Like Mm -hmm. he saw the warning signs. He knew, oh, I've got this load. I need to pace myself. I need to start Mm -hmm. sooner, take more breaks and, and make time to decompress and de-stress. And I think he also, being a kind of perfectionist, um, learned how to maintain good grades without, you know, he he wants to have all A's, but they're not all 100s because mm-hmm. he knows what he can do. Like, okay, well, I've got a 98 in this class. So this homework, like, I don't have to make sure every problem is correct. I can mm-hmm. spend less time on this and more time on this other thing. Yeah. And it just, it's... It's kind of your um your pastor's friend. Yeah. No, no, your pastor's, mm-hmm. pastor's wife, right? Wife. Yeah. Pastor's wife. Tell us about that because that's a great that's a great tip for stressful I think times. it's grown to urban legends. So I don't know if I'm getting the quote right, but it we have it so many of was, those. I know, <laughs> like the little girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so basically, is as the legend has grown, <laughs> what my pastor's wife said is. I, you know, she just took to difference with the idea of if something is worth doing, it's worth giving a hundred percent. And to her, it was like, no, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing about, you know, 90% because 90% is good enough. Kind of like, kind of like your son, you don't get extra points to go from a 98 to a 99. Right. And if going from a 98 to a 99 takes you two extra hours of time, that you could be spending in this other class where you need to bring your grade up from like a B minus <laughs> to, you know, like it, it makes more sense to call good enough, good enough. Uh, we talk about this a lot with the authors that we coach, like they're, yes. Okay. You need to edit your book. It, and then there comes a point, let's say you've given it five rounds of edits and, you know, a round or two of a professional edit is you reading it again and really diving deep into it. Let's say that takes you 20 hours. Is that going to take it from a C manuscript to an A manuscript? Or is that taking you from like an, a 91 to a 91.002? And right. is going from a 91 to a 91.002 worth 20 hours of time? Absolutely not. And I think, you know, some people might be like, but the Bible says, whatever you do, do it for God's glory. Do it with, you know, do it with mm-hmm. excellence. But at the same time, stewardship comes into play. And yes. I think you need to think, how can I steward these five things that I have in front of me? Mm-hmm. I, how can I do them all well? And you can't yeah. do one 
over the top? Well, necessarily all the time. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. can do all five of them at 100%, but very often you can't. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have all 90s, you're going to have to not do 100 and then 70, 70, 70, 70. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like let's take every single endeavor that the Proverbs 31 woman kind of poured herself into. I think sometimes there might've had to be a sense of, okay, the the wool I'm spinning over here is good enough and it's time for me to go and buy another field, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, no, I think that's smart. And I love that you're kind of helping your kids handle that. Um, Helping your kids handle perfectionism, that's hard. Because I think a lot of parents, especially like, I don't know if this is a generational thing or maybe just how I was raised, but it was like, there is no other option than perfect, right? right? And I love that you're helping your son who's a little prone to, you know, feeling over anxious about things anyway, to realize, okay, like good enough is going to be good enough. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't always see it that way, but yeah, <laughs> I think he's coming around. So he's, yeah, definitely come a long way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, as we talk about prayers of transition and, and praying, you know, as we transition from summer to fall, well, first <laughs> let's send some love to people in the Southern hemisphere and just be like, save this episode for six months from now or apply yeah. it to whatever situation you're in. That's right. But- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Although but, is, yes. is school on the same schedule? I'm pretty no, sure school is still, they, yeah, summer still, break. They and, still yeah. do summer. So it's totally, totally opposite. Different. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think in addition, you know, we talked about the importance of just acknowledging anything that might be disappointing, but it's also really, really, really important to acknowledge like the great things. So what were some yes. of your highlights of your summer? Oh, man. Um, I would say um, one of the big ones was going with our oldest to the Naval Academy for a summer seminar that he had applied for. It's like a several day, like five day um, kind of camp where you go and mm-hmm. get an idea of what it's like to be at the Naval Academy, which is one of his top picks for schools and mm-hmm. extremely long shot, extremely competitive. But um, but I think that's like probably number one or two on his list. And mm-hmm. so um The coolest part about that was that um, my father-in-law is a retired Navy captain. And so he also taught Navy ROTC in high school for years after he he retired from the Navy. And so he's always kind of talked to to our kids just about like, yeah, the the academies are really good places. And, you know, but for him, he got to be there to see our son go there. He met us there for the cool. um, pickup. Mm-hmm. And so that was just very special, kind of a full circle moment. Yeah. And I actually have a picture of when our oldest was really little, like maybe a year old. And uh-huh. we went to a Navy ball at the ROT Aww. for the ROTC function. And uh-huh. I got him a little like Navy. It was the Navy Admiral like Halloween uh-huh. costume. <laughs> and so he wore this little Navy Admiral costume 
to the military ball and it was a surprise for my father-in-law at the time. And so we have pictures of that. And then we have pictures of the two of them at the Naval Academy at one of the signs, like got to take a picture of them together, kind of like a a then and now. So that was really cool. Even if he never goes to the Naval Academy, it was very special for my father-in-law to get to see him pursuing that potential direction. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, probably my most treasured photo of the kids it's our three boys and my grandpa and they've got uh his purple heart and his army hat from world war ii and i think i think one of our sons is wearing his hat and they're saluting and it's just it's so sweet oh that is very cool yeah i love it yeah no that's great any other big highlights i know uh so spoiler you also went on a mission trip but we're going to take a whole episode to to talk through that. So yeah, don't want to give too much away. Well, one, so one other highlight of that trip to Annapolis, which is where the Naval Academy is, is that, um, so I've shared the story on numerous occasions about meeting my half brother for the first time. I didn't even know about him until my thirties. I, he found me on like anyway, long story through ancestry found the other side of his family who knew my mom. And so we ended up meeting a couple of years ago. And I mean, that in itself was one of the just highlights of my life is, is oh, feeling yeah. that completion of knowing mm-hmm. where he was finally and knowing him. Yeah. But this summer, um, my, my mom's entire family, my mom passed away years ago, but, uh, my mom's whole family lives in Maryland. So while our oldest was at the Naval Academy, I stayed with my aunt and um, my brother and his wife were able to come up from Georgia to Maryland and spend a couple of days getting to meet my mom's family. So that, that was so cathartic. Like it was just this Mm -hmm. incredible seeing like everybody meeting him the yeah. cousins, like everyone seeing the family resemblance, like it yeah. was, it was just beyond amazing. And the way that God brought that timing together, mm-hmm. I I didn't even think to hope that it could happen because of mm-hmm. his schedule, because he's gone right. for two months and back for two months and they were on a trip to Europe for their anniversary. And like mm-hmm. the moving parts couldn't possibly have come together, but God allowed wow. it to happen. So that was, yeah highlight of my another highlight of my life was yeah I was gonna say that's not a summer highlight that's a (laughs) that's a life highlight it was it was amazing so yeah great great summer great visit yeah so nice yeah how about you guys what were your what were your summer highlights hmm it feels like it's just been very very busy so I think I probably just I think that's a really good sign that I just kind of need to take a little time to slow down and do some reflecting because yeah. really I look back at some, I'm like, well, we were real busy and we worked real hard. <laughs> so I am not sure at the moment. I'll have to come back to that one. I mean, there were, there were good things, but um, I did spend some time, like I, I got some good outside time in, like I would uh, set up the hammock on nice afternoons or take the puppy out on walks and I would say those were some some of the highlights, but yeah, I, um, I don't know. our church does something fun. Have I told you about like our, our annual camp out? That's not a camp out. No, 
Okay. So we're at the same church we started going to when we first moved to Alaska. And so our son, who's about to be, who's a high school senior now was like six months old when we started going there. So it's like a very long lived tradition where, um, one weekend of summer, everybody goes to a camp. It's not super far. It's like less than a 20 minute drive from where we are. And you camp out, you do like brunches and dinners and stuff. Everyone just kind of, it's almost like potluck all weekend. And Sunday morning, we do service outside. Well, as the congregation has aged and the community has shrunk in size, it's kind of turned into nobody camps out anymore. (laughs) But we still do a Sunday out on the campsite and then have like a little brunch after that. And so that's fun. Just, I mean, it's fun because it's fun, but it's also fun because it is such a long tradition. Like I remember one summer that was where we announced that we were pregnant with our son Silas, who's, you know, a junior this year. So I just, I, I really like that, you know, we're back in a community where we've got, you know, some, some roots and, you know, we're, we're in a place, I mean, all of Alaska is like this, where people come, people go. So in a way it, it sort of doesn't always feel like, um, you know, and we don't have extended family near. So it, that's a special kind of, I don't know, core memory, I guess you could call it from basically like our entire adult life and life in Alaska is those church campouts that are no longer campouts. I love that. Fun. So <laughs> Are, is the pastor the same as mm-hmm. yeah. as he was when yeah. you guys were there before? And how yeah. many would you say like a lot of the people are still the same or? Yeah, I would say or... at least. Um, so the the church size has definitely gone down because there, there actually used to be a lot of Christian ministries that are no longer here. Like the Bible college was here. And it's not the there head, anymore? No, they've oh, moved it to Palmer now. I like, didn't know that. Yeah. And then um, Send Ministries was a missionary organization that used to have their Alaska headquarters here and don't, don't now. So I would mm-hmm. say the the overall size has shrunk, but the, um, you know, the people who have been here long term have no intentions of ever leaving. <laughs> so I would say, yeah, I mean, at least half of the people that we see on a, a given Sunday, yeah, knew us when, when our oldest was a baby. So that's pretty neat. That's very neat. Like that, Mm -hmm. that's just such a, such a, you know, speaking of full circle moments, like that is a very neat full circle. It is, which are hard to come by, you know, out here where we do live in an area where yeah, people come, people go, that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, no, it's been good. It just, like I said, it just, it's been very, very busy. So I think that's a good indication to me to just take a little time to, to set and reflect, you know? Yeah. I was talking to a friend of ours that we sometimes go camping with. um, And he recently retired, well, recently, a couple of years ago, retired. Mm -hmm. And he said, since I've retired, I have spent so much time just reflecting on my life and and looking back and kind of analyzing. And he's like, I realized that I never did that before because I was so busy. And Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're, it's true. It just, it, it flies by. And if we don't stop Mm -hmm. and do the reflecting, it's like the tail wags the dog. And I I (laughs) Uh find like that is my, that that's my, my goal. I would say if I had a goal for this fall, 
it's Mm -hmm. to slow down and to reflect and to be intentional because it's so easy not to be (laughs) and just put out fires. That's what I feel like. I feel like I'm a little firefighter with my, um, you know, with, with all my gear on and I'm just looking for mm-hmm. what, what, what is, what am I behind on now that I need to get at least yeah. not really far behind on never get yeah. caught up, but just putting out the fires. That's not a way to live. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. So let's just call that listener homework, set your timer, 15, 20 minutes to journal or take yourself on a walk or like jump in a really hot shower and just enjoy it. Like no agenda, just slow down a little bit. It's a really good reminder that you can slow down without the world stopping, right? Like we've talked before about how a lot of busyness I think has roots in pride. It's, well, if I'm not here to worry about my family, everything's going to go horribly. Well, I mean, I hate to put it in these terms, but if you were in a really bad accident and like we're out of commission for two weeks, your family would find a way to function, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so it is okay if you look at it in that sense, it's okay to take 20 minutes to do nothing that has an actual agenda. Yeah. I heard a quote recently that Jesus only had three years on the earth for ministry and he never hurried. Like Mm -hmm. he was, and, and he disappointed people by not doing everything they asked him to do. He left. Well, he was late to Lazarus. He was late. Mm-hmm. Yes, but prayer and reflection—you know—communicating with God was always his priority, and and mm-hmm. that's definitely a lesson to be learned. Can I do like a plug for a um a resource that I have found helpful? No, um, let's not do that. Okay, never mind. I'll tell you about it personally <laughs> once we stop recording. <laughs> no, just for plug you. away. <laughs> um. So Emily P. Freeman has a podcast and a book called The Next Right Thing. And I Mm -hmm. think that they are um, just kind of contemplative. Like Mm -hmm. um, she she provides a framework for reflection is really what she does. And I Mm -hmm. just love that. Um, And and so she definitely um, it's just a peaceful place to be her her website, her um, Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, and also mindful Christian prayers. If you guys didn't mm-hmm. know, we have a, a sister podcast that Alana does with actually some really great, like just if you want to just take a short amount of time, like what is it? Five to 10 minutes, About 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 so, minute long you know, prayers. a school commute for a lot of people. <laughs> it is. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of guided prayer. And some of them mm-hmm. are reflective. Some of them are, yeah. you know, different topics. So go to mindful Christian prayers. Um, I yeah. think it's prayingchristianwomen.com slash mindful, but fun, well, and basically wherever iTunes. you're listening to We're us everywhere. right now, you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. If you yeah. search for mindful Christian prayers, well, yeah. we don't have, um, a formal blessing and benediction. So do you want to end with an ad lib one? And we'll just let our listeners know what we're hoping and praying for them as we go into a new fall. That sounds good. Well, first, I'm going to start by doing it for you. So you and I are going to schedule our annual back to school prayer time for our families. Yes. But the abridged version is, Jamie, I, I hope it's an amazing senior year for your son. Like just one of those unforgettable, like 40, when he's 40, he's going to look back and be like, that was such a great year. I'm so glad. And that it really is a launch board because we, we definitely don't want our kids to look back and be like, yeah, the year I turned 18 was the best year of my life. Like that's kind of sad too. <laughs> But I, I hope know. That, yeah. 
I hope it just keeps getting better and better for him. And I hope that God really guides him in his future choices. And let's see your middle son's eighth grade, seventh grade, going into seventh, going into seventh. Yeah. I hope it's a really wonderful middle school year for him with great friends and really good teachers and great academics and your daughter. I hope that she just keeps on being her amazing, like spunky, happy, like confident self (laughs) and has really good friends and really good teachers and yeah, pray for safety and blessing for your whole family. I want to just ditto all of that back to you. Sure, I can't go top for that, it. But, yeah, we'll, we'll ditto that for me. <laughs> no, well, I, I pray for the same. I pray for your oldest. I've, I've loved seeing just his work ethic, his mm-hmm. consistency. That is so rare. And I just, I know that that is going to be something that is going to really serve him well. Yeah, and so I just very pray mature for kid. He is, mm-hmm. he has, he always has been. I know. He's, he's always been old. like 10 years older than he actually is. Yes. So I just pray God's blessing on him. I pray that he would find joy in whatever plans God has for him next. And vision and just guidance and direction for the next steps. And, and like you said, just for an unforgettable senior year that, that will be the best yet and with the best yet to come. I love that. Yes. I love that the best up to this point, but then with the best yet to come after, (laughs) um, and for the middle one, I just pray that he would have, he's in 10th He's going 11. Into well, he was in 10th. Yeah. He's going into 11. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the same for him that he would just have um, direction and, you know, just find find joy in his studies, which I've I've heard that just some of the stuff that he's studying, he just mm-hmm. is really, really resonating with and that he would find joy in those areas. And I know he's musical. I pray that he would just continue to develop his musical skills and talents we got to get our our musical kids together because we do because they Cause love this is our last playing chance. with each other it's not I our mean, last chance not to be it's dramatic not- but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that god would just bless bless his musical skills and yeah. his interests and just guide him and direct him into his senior year next year um and for your youngest that he would just never stop being him because he's amazing <laughs> and um just open doors for him um, as he has a different kind of school year this year, yeah, going into yeah, a new school he is off and, to the public school. Yeah. Just that that would be a place where he would just thrive and spread his wings. And that's what yeah. I'm praying for our young, our, our middle one, which is similar mm-hmm. in age to him as well is yeah. just to, to spread his wings, to thrive for godly friends, for yes. good influences and people that are going to just all for all of our kids that, that Amen. God would just provide them with people that will encourage them to become the best versions of themselves. Yeah. And for well, you, amen. you, I, you, and for you just for that time to reflect and rest. Yes. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't realize how important that was until you asked me like summer, wait, what? What, what was summer? <laughs> what summer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. and for our listeners, um, well, let's, let's start with our listeners who, who have kids starting off a school year. Um, yeah, just for, for wisdom, for peace during that transition for you and for the kids and for just kind of that calming presence in the household. Uh, my prayer is that 
um, all of our homes would feel like a safe place for our families, for our kids. We pray for the safety of all the kids going off to the schools. We pray for their spiritual protection and their physical protection. Um, I love that schools are getting less tolerant now of bullying and things like that. And so we just, yeah, my prayer is um, that each of our kids would find great friends. It would really kind of help them come into their own, that they would learn to be confident, um, that they would have great teachers, great experiences. And for everybody else, if you don't have kids going off to school, just pray that the transition from summer to fall, or if you're listening to this at another time of year, or you're living in a, in a Southern hemisphere state and you're like summer to fall, we're still in the middle of winter. Um, yeah, we just hope that God is giving you peace and blessing right now in wherever kind of life stage you find yourself and um, an extra prayer of blessing just for all the teachers, all the staff, all the bus drivers, um, everybody who's involved in keeping our kids safe. Um, we just want to thank God for the people who do that for our kids. And a special prayer for those that are launching kids or adults or any age person into any situation, whether it's going into kindergarten in a, mm-hmm. in a school away from yeah. your home for the first time, whether it's college, whether it's yeah. first year away, whatever it is that you're transitioning your kid into. I just look back on when Jesus sent his disciples out and he prayed and he's yeah, like, I'm, I'm sending them out as sheep among wolves is how he felt mm-hmm. and how I have mm-hmm. felt in the past at different stages of letting go. Mm-hmm. But he said, I don't pray that you would take them out of the world, but that you would protect them from the evil one. And that is just my go-to prayer for my kids is, Lord, I know that they're not going to be taken out of the world, but protect them from the evil one. Let them be lights that shine. Let them be protected. Let them be able to grow and thrive despite all of the chaos Mm -hmm. going on around them because God can do that and he will. Yeah. And if anybody, you know, doesn't have kids that are near and dear to your own heart, ask God if if there's an issue you can adopt. So maybe the school that's closest to your house or foster kids in your area or a specific teacher, just ask him what kind of prayer burden that that you can serve in right now. Maybe there's a, you know, a really big family in your church that you can kind of adopt as a, as a prayer burden. Um, yeah. And happy back to school to everybody. Absolutely. Oh, can I interject one more thing? Of course. It just occurred to me. So I know there are some people that are becoming empty nesters for the first time yeah. this fall. And so I, um, I have, just, it's just been really on my heart. Um, I have a, a dear friend who is in her golden years, she's older mm-hmm. and she's having some health issues and she's feeling very isolated at home. Mm-hmm. But I know that as an empty nester, that same kind of isolation can happen. But I just feel like God, God has lots of plans for you. And, and mm-hmm. whether you're a, a golden year, a golden girl that's, you know, mm-hmm. maybe isolated in her home or whether you're a yeah. first time empty nester feeling like this emptiness of like, what's my purpose? I'm feeling mm-hmm. isolated. I'm feeling like the things that had been my life aren't my life. Yeah. God can use you in such incredible ways through prayer. Like prayer yep. is a way that like anyone can do it anytime. You don't have to leave your house to do it. So mm-hmm. go to God with those prayer burdens. And if you feel like you yeah. need a community, 
look up the praying Christian women community on Facebook. And we do have, we have a place where you can go and you can, um, interact with us and it hasn't been super active lately, but in the, this fall, I'm hoping to kind of resurrect it a little bit and get a little bit more mm -hmm. um, interaction going and maybe some Facebook lives. So yeah. just know that God has plans for you and, and that in mm -hmm. a new season, whatever it looks like, um, yeah. just look forward with hope to, to what God has for you. Well, and there's so many neat volunteer opportunities too. If your community has a pregnancy center or a children's hospital, um, library programs or going into the schools and reading to the kids. There are, there are things that can be done. Like one of my favorites is, uh, do you know about the cuddle core in the NICU? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so they, they stopped it after swine flu, uh, which kind of dates how old we were a NICU family, but they were volunteers who would just come and hold premature babies because that that human contact is so important. Um, and, you know, Anchorage is a hub. When we were there, um, a decent chunk of the families like lived too far away to be permanently stationed in Anchorage. So there were some babies that like there were nurses there to, you know, provide for their their physical needs. But there wasn't like a, a mom there around the clock to just love the baby. So there was one woman, uh, she was given a special ceremony while we were there. I forget if she was turning 90 or a hundred, or maybe she had just logged oh. a certain number of hours. Like she was blind, but she still came in a couple times a week and held these little babies. So, uh, if, if you find yourself with, um, that kind of empty feeling, just remember if you pray, God will show you where you can plug in mm -hmm. to, to make a difference in your community as well. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.